I'm Nikki Hardy, and this is Chemo Chair Prayers. I'm so glad you're here. Hold on, let me take that back for just a hot second, because this is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. So if that's you or someone you love, I am so sorry. I just hate that for you. So yes, I kind of wish you weren't here. But I'm also super glad you're here, because if you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's loving arms around you, you are in the right place. I lost both my mum and sister to cancer and was then diagnosed myself just six weeks after losing my sister. I know all too well how cancer robs us of so much. The certainty of who and whose we are, how to pray when we have no words, the future we planned and imagined, not to mention the strength, peace, trust, and yep, even the joy and laughter we long for. So if you don't want to merely survive cancer, but long to thrive in the midst of it, take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you through a short story and a prayer using our guided format with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple practical invitation to experience God's loving presence now and in the days ahead. Well, welcome to another episode of Chemo Chair Prayers, and I am so excited to have with me today someone who you're absolutely going to love, Reverend Percy McRae. Now, he has so many different hats that he wears, but um, we're going to talk today about trusting God and trusting medical care, the marriage between them, which way should we lean and all the things related to that. So welcome to Chemo Chair Prayers Podcasts, Reverend Percy. Oh, hello, my dear. So, so good to be with you. Thank you for having me on this platform and sharing information with your audience. Oh, you're welcome. Well, we are here. Chemo Chair Prayers is all about encouraging people within their cancer journey and helping them connect and engage with God. And so on that note, you know, so many of us, when we're diagnosed with cancer, we find ourselves in this little bit of a conundrum. Do I trust God? Do I trust my doctors? Is it an either or situation? We hear people talk about, well, I'm just going to trust God for my, for my healing and what's going to happen. And other people lean completely the other way and their diagnosis makes them angry with God. And I have definitely been there. And so they want to turn away from God as opposed to turning to God. And I know you've walked this journey yourself, being a cancer patient yourself quite recently, but you've also walked with hundreds of people through this. So how do we navigate this? Help us out here. It's a great question. And it is probably one of the biggest conundrums that particularly people of faith have had to wrestle with. And as you stated, over the last 20 plus years, I have provided Uh, ministerial, spiritual support to the cancer community uh, and uh, have had many discussions of prayer and deliberation around this very issue. And so first and foremost, uh, and yes, also uh, recently a cancer patient myself. So having said all of that, you know, historically there has been this kind of push and pull and strain with regard to the relationship between medical care 
and, and utilizing our faith. It is my personal opinion, but I believe also from a biblical and scriptural perspective, I want to establish a couple of schools of thought. It's interesting that the original management team of Jesus Incorporated, that's what I call the, the 12 disciples, is that Jesus had a myriad of different type of individuals that was on his board, if I could say it that way. And one of them was a medical doctor. And it's important for people to really Put that into its context. Indeed, Jesus was Lord of all. He was the healer. He is the great I am. All of the things that we as Christians have come to understand and learn who he is from a biblical perspective. And indeed, he still yet had a medical physician that was part of his team. And I want to challenge people with, with that school of thought that if as believers, we're only supposed to just trust in God and only uh, lean into the promises of God, why would he need, why would Jesus even bother to spend time with someone who had a vocational background in the world of medicine and science? And so I suggest pose this school of thought that the book of James, I believe it is, says that every good and perfect gift comes from above from the father of lights. And anything that we experience and anything that we have in our natural environment did not get created or instituted and stimulated by the mere thought and intellect of people who are brilliant and genius, as some may think. All of those concepts, medicine, science, the anatomy of the human body, and et cetera, et cetera, all is facilitated through the knowledge and the insight that comes from God. And I believe that they are gifts that should be used and applied accordingly. Yes, I've had many cancer patients and believers who have said, Reverend McCray, and I'm thinking of one particular story right now of a, of a lady who decided that she was not going to pursue medical treatment and care and, and had a very unfortunate and disastrous uh, result of that because she simply, more than anything else, was really in denial because she was fearful of the process of treatment and medical care and did not want to put herself in that position. And yes, it is true that in some cases, not all, cancer treatment can be rigorous and difficult, chemotherapy, surgery, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things to be noted here is that the advancement of medical and science as we, medicine and science, even as we record, has grown to such a degree I myself about a year and a half ago had uh, a third of my colon removed and my medical, my uh, oncologist and my surgeon never put his hands inside of my physical body. It was all done robotically. My, re my recovery time was uh, exponentially uh, sped up. I had no side effects, no wound care issues just because of the advancement of medicine and science. And I am so grateful that I was knowledgeable and had insight because I didn't allow the idea of having surgery, if you will, to make me afraid that will cause me to default to a position. Well, I'll just trust the Lord. I'll just wait on God and see what he has to say. I was trusting and waiting on the Lord. Uh, the Bible says that we should watch as well as pray. That scripture interpreted in Percy McRae's concept is I'm going to keep one eye open. I'm going to close the other. I'm going to pray, but I'm going to look. I'm going to be observant. I'm going to understand what's going on around me. And, I, and we're able to, as believers, I want to say this, we're able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We really are. And we can have confidence in the medical system and our medical care and our treatment with the uh, leading of the Holy Spirit with regard to whom and where we should put our confidence there. But ultimately, putting our confidence back into he who is the giver of the gift that doctors and medicine and science basically are utilizing. And so ultimately, we're still trusting in the Lord. That's so good. So good. And I really think that so many of us lean one way or the other mm -hmm. out of fear or misunderstanding. 
So we're driven by a fear of treatment or a fear of, well, what if I trust God and he doesn't heal me if he doesn't come through? Or it's driven by a misunderstanding of who God is or a misunderstanding of what treatment options might be. And so if we can dig deep into what those are and we can put truth over the misunderstanding, then we're more likely to be able to do both, as you say, to watch and pray, to fully trust God and fully trust our medical care. Yeah, it's all about balance, isn't it? Everything that you just articulated and elocuted, all of the above is about being balanced. Uh, I've been a believer and a Christian for a really long time. And part of my biblical training as a minister came out of the camp of the, the word of faith camp that at times can get kind of left or right, depending on what direction you want to go into. I uh, don't want to kind of get us into any type of kind of political leanings when we say left or right, but in terms of a school of thought around faith versus uh, medical care and treatment. And one of the things that I learned from the experience of that environment and my own personal growth is everything is about balance with God, being balanced and understanding and having a truth that we can overlay with fear and, and hearsay so that we can have a very clear understanding and then be able to walk in a direction with a 100% confidence that at the end of the day, uh, God is driving the bus. He is in charge. We are not. And that ultimately we can trust him in all things. And I, again, uh, continue to reinforce the idea that medical treatment and care, specifically of cancer, is something that every believer should at least sit down and consider and educate themselves around and understand that potentially there is something, a pathway, a relationship, and a treatment option that potentially will be of value to them and that they can utilize and move forward in while still maintaining their confidence that God is in charge of that entire situation. I love that. And we talked about this a little bit earlier when I was being interviewed on your podcast, <laughs> Health, Hope and Inspiration, which we'll, we'll get to in a bit, but about having two boxing gloves on. One mm. that is the medical care and profession, and the other is our trust in God and the word of God. And so we are right hook, left hook, we are able mm. to fight cancer with those together. So thank you for helping us navigate that and to to those listening that are trying to to walk that walk and balance the how which way you lean and how strongly um, I hope this has been really helpful. So, Reverend Percy, tell us quickly about tell us a bit about the podcast that you host and how it is helping people in the midst of their cancer journeys. We started Health, Hope, and Inspiration about five years ago, based upon the fact that uh, I was looking for ways to expand. Uh, the messaging of talking about cancer, opening up the conversation of cancer, number one. Cancer still is one of the most well-kept secrets in most communities, uh, most families, and certainly inside of many of our local churches, and that's unfortunate. I was motivated and inspired by the Spirit of the Lord to lower the wall of silence around the conversation of cancer. So there's two dynamics that helped drove, that drove this idea is that many cancer patients have a story to tell, but they have very few people that they can find who are willing to listen because people are afraid to talk about cancer. They're afraid to even verbalize it. As believers, we still use the C word when we try to make reference to cancer. And that is disingenuous to the Christ that we serve. We have to make a decision on who gets the capital C in our lives. Does Christ get the capital C or does mm. cancer get the capital C? Mm. So at the end of the day, uh, we've got to make a determination. And the Bible says that he is the Lord of Lords and he is the King of Kings. 
So he should get the capital C. So let's stop whispering that term. And so I wanted to open up and create a lane of discussion about cancer. And so we interview cancer patients, their caregivers and clinicians, doctors, people who work in the medical community who have a faith orientation to talk about cancer in very open terms and not whisper so that we can disempower the reputation of cancer. The reputation of cancer has probably killed more people than cancer has itself Mm -hmm. because people, when they become afraid psychologically and emotionally, they shut down, they seclude themselves. And in many cases, they simply roll, roll up in a ball and they simply stop fighting. I love your analogy of the two boxing gloves. I own two boxing gloves and they both have stamped on them cancer fighter. And in that regard, this is about fighting back and putting up resistance against that which is trying to press in on your life, mentally, emotionally, and obviously physically uh, and spiritually. And so the dynamic here is, is that then we wanted to connect cancer stories with people who are sitting out in real time going through a cancer journey, but they don't know who to talk to. They're not, they're not sure if they should talk to someone. Do I trust anyone enough to share with them that I have cancer to ask questions of? So we simply bridged these two communities together, people who have actually walked the path or are walking the path of being a cancer patient and those who are interested in hearing and having more discussion, but are afraid or are not sure who can they talk to or who can they reach out to. And we bridge those two worlds together to create health, hope, and inspiration. We have well over 300,000 subscribers and growing. We offer free resources that people can download that'll help them through the process of thinking and talking about cancer with family members, friends, and more importantly, people inside of the local church. We need to get our local church on board with number one, talking about this conversation. Number two, starting a cancer care ministry. And that's a whole nother a lane that I could talk about at another time. And then number three, at the end of the day, incorporating the idea that God is and can be part of a medical process and that we are not to be afraid of the medical community, but that we can utilize the medical community and still have our trust and our faith as already elocuted earlier on this podcast, that God is part of that process. Fantastic. Well, I can't encourage um, everyone enough to to hop over to Health, Hope and Inspiration and listen to some of those stories, some of those doctors and, uh, you know, find hope and inspiration there with Reverend McRae. Now, as we always do, we pray through our guided prayer practice with the acronym TRUST. And I'm delighted to say that Reverend Percy has said that he will pray with us and for us today. So um, if this is your first time listening to Chemo Chair Prayers, each week we pray through this guided prayer practice and you can download your very own handy dandy bookmark with the acronym printed on it and you can slot that in your Bible or in your journal. But we thank God for who he is. We rest in his presence We unburden our hearts and then surrender our hopes and our fears and our needs to him before we take him at his words. And we always end our episode with a practical or spiritual exercise you can take into the week ahead. And I always like to leave time after we have prayed for you to make this prayer your own. And so there'll be a little bit of space, a little bit of music. But if you need more time to lean into God, I want to encourage you to just simply hit pause. So let's pray, starting with thanking God for who he is. 
Father, we give you glory and thanks because you are the creator, the giver, and the sustainer of all life. And you said that with thanksgiving, we should bring all of our prayers and supplications unto you. And so we thank you and we appreciate and we bow in your presence on this day that you hear us when we pray. Thank you, God. Just take a moment to, in your own words, thank God for who he is and what he's done. Now let's rest in his love. Father, we have been instructed in and by your word that we should cast all of our cares upon you because you careth for us. And so at this moment, we now unburden ourselves and we cast our cares. We place every fear, every doubt, every unbelief, every moment that is causing us anxiety and stress. And we now rest in your presence. Just take a moment in the silence and with the music to rest in his love. Now we're going to unburden our hearts to God. Father, we thank you again that you have instructed us and you have told us that to take your yoke upon us and that your, your burden is easy and light. And so today we do, we unburden ourselves of all of the things that we are carrying and that we are trying to manage. And we place that at your feet. And today we allow ourselves to be freed from that burden so that we can rest in you while we are thanking you. Today we unburden all of those anxieties and fears at this moment. So can I invite you to take a moment to unburden your heart, everything that is weighing you down. Leave it at Jesus' feet. Now let's surrender our hopes and our fears and our needs to him. Lord, you've instructed us that We should not lean into our own understanding, but that we should humble ourselves and submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God and not lean into our own understanding. And so today we surrender in the fact that you know all things, you understand all things, and you ultimately have an answer for every situation that we confront. So we surrender our heart to you today and we bow in your presence and we allow you to have lordship of our lives and our circumstances at this moment. And so can I invite you to surrender anything you're afraid of, all your needs and all your hopes to your Father in heaven. And now we're going to finish by taking him at his word. Lord God, you have told us that your word is true and that your promises are yea and amen, and that it is impossible for you to lie or change. And so today, we take you exactly at your word when you have told us that you care for us, that you love us, that you have forgiven us, that you are a way maker, that you provide peace unto us that passes all understanding. And so today, Father, we take you exactly at your word being everything 
that you have promised unto us and to be unto us. And on this day, we believe you and we trust you in all that you are and all that you say. And as we close, take a moment to take God at his word, if necessary, saying, I believe, help my unbelief. Amen. Thank you so much, Reverend Percy. We so appreciate that. And as we close, I always like to finish with a practical or spiritual exercise that people can take into the week ahead. And um, so the conversation with God and leaning into him and trusting him goes through from episode to episode. So what can you encourage people to do this week to, to keep leaning into God? I will leave the audience with this thought. There's an expression that has once said, stop, drop, and roll. In the midst of the current world that we live in of, of, of strife, chaos, confusion, anger, all of the things that have made individuals very edgy and agitated, today I want to encourage you as I encourage myself to stop. Stop and take a deep breath. Stop to take a minute. Stop to realize that you are connected to the kingdom of God and that you are a prince or a princess of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you're a big brother. Jesus Christ died for you and has made a way for you. So stop and process that when you feel stressed and anxious. And then I want you to drop. I want you to just get right where you are to shut down the commotion and the cadence of busyness that may try to keep you in a state of confusion and madness and too many things on your calendar. I want you to drop. I want you to just kind of take a place and take a seat where you are and process the fact that, again, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings is in charge. And then I want you to roll. I want you to stop. I want you to drop. Then I want you to roll. Then get up and get back into motion. Then start moving in a direction after you have conferred after you have rested yourself, after you've gotten some instructions, now you can move in a direction that will lead you into the path that God has promised unto you. Say, on today, I want you to stop. I want you to drop, and then you can roll in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That is a wonderful picture for us to take into the week. Every time we feel overwhelmed or discouraged, Reverend Percy saying, stop, drop, and roll. So with that, thank you so much. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And my prayer is that this has given you one more way to discover that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And then go live it. Yes, life can be hard, really hard. And while God never promised us a perfect life, Free of heartache and worry, he did promise us a full, abundant life. And the truth is, it's not off in the future somewhere waiting for us when our cancer's over. Nope, the life he has for us might not be all we'd planned and imagined, but it is full of intimacy, connection, love, laughter and peace, right in the midst of all we're going through. I always say thriving is a team sport, so please know we are in this together. And I'd love to hear how you're doing and how Chemo Chair Prayers has helped you in your journey. 
So why not come over to the Chemo Chair Prayers website, which is not just where some of the best discussions happen, but it's also where you can download a copy of your trust-guided prayer format in a handy-dandy bookmark. You'll also find me on Instagram and Facebook, so do come and say hello over there. Now, did you know that there are over 1.8 million people diagnosed with cancer each year? So if you found any encouragement from listening to Chemo Chair Prayers, would you hit subscribe and leave a five-star review so others journeying through cancer can find it as well? Then why not recommend it to a friend who's been diagnosed, your cancer support group, or even your oncologist? And remember, my friend, you are loved and seen. And you've got this because he's got you. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.